to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 173. Our thanks, firstly, go again to Ross Embleton uh, for giving up his entire Sunday evening last week to give us the fantastic insight into the decisions and the thoughts behind the decisions made uh, generally at the uh, at the club, but also in particular to the to the Maidenhead game uh, last week. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, it is still up on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, uh, whatever Android app that you use. It is still there. Go and check it out. Um, but uh, we're moving on to this week. It is just the two of us this week, so uh, we've got quite a lot packed in uh, to this week. So we should come in uh, at under the hour mark for those that like that uh, that sort of time frame. So as always, though, we start off with the. Uh, with the supporters yeah. club alright let's do this so two trips to tell you about the first one is on Saturday the 2nd of March so we travel to Haven and Waterloo for a 3pm kick off with the departure time for this one 10am price for this one is £23 for adults and £20 for concessions Then on Tuesday the 5th of March this is a long one this one this is the long trip to Barrow departure time for this one is half 10 in the morning and kicks off at 7.45 adult fares will cost you £36 and concessions will cost you £33. All of the trips will cost you an additional £3 if you aren't a member of the supporters club. And if you're under 15, you can travel for half price, but you must be with an adult. And please remember that these prices do not include your match day tickets. There's two ways to book these trips. You can uh, book in the supporters club on a match day or by calling in the travel line on 077-132-135-970. And one more thing to plug... The Beer Festival returns to the Supporters Club on Friday the 15th of March with doors opening at 5pm. Entry is free to all and ours featured will be from the One Marlin Brewery and all the usual Lagos... Lagos? Lagos That's wines. in Nigeria. Uh, yeah, Lagos. We're not doing Nigerian <laughs> beer that I know of. Wines and spirits will be on offer too. Absolutely. Well done <laughs> for that one. Just a short trust update for you uh, this week. They ran a half-term Premier League uh, kicks tournament for 15 to 18 year olds at the score centre. There's 170 young people in total attending. Six girls teams and 15 boys teams took part. So well done to the winning girls team representing Arsenal in the community and the winning boys team representing the Leighton Orient Trust. Well done. Yeah, well done. Especially to the boys. <laughs> Everybody's equal, so well done. Yeah, I see what you mean there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, just for the trust, not just for the, the Yeah, okay. That's outrageous, Mr. Lee. So <laughs> one. Last bit of AOB to talk about, as last week we didn't mention that a team made up of under 9s, 10s and 11s from the Orient Academy won the Ford Masters Cup in Cologne in Germany. Well done. So well done to the young It was a nice place, Cologne. I was there on the stag do uh, last year. <laughs> if you ever get a chance. I'm sure they weren't there seeing what Absolutely. you saw. Get out there. Fantastic. <laughs> so anyway, the week that was then, so just a quick round-up this week. Uh, it wasn't too eventful, but on Coulson Monday, the 18th of February, it was quiet here at the Orient Outlook podcast, while episode 172 with Ross Embleton's insight was being digested. But in the evening, the club announced that the upcoming FA Trophy quarter to final away to Brackley Town was going to be live streamed to international viewers only for seven quid. Yeah, I mean, it shows you kind of how much streaming's happened that we don't really make a big thing of it anymore. It's just the expectation, which yeah. is amazing, really, when you think that these live games going all the way across the world. Orient fans were just 
Six ninety nine. Yeah, but they have it in the football league through this iPhone yeah. thing. So if we go up, then it will be more of a regular thing rather than just the ad hoc that it is now. So, yeah. but if we're still in this league, I think from what um, Nigel said to us that, that the hard work that Dave has been putting in is that they're amenable to it to an extent. It's just they've just got to sort out some details, I think. Yeah. And most clubs seem to be quite up for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So another revenue stream, but also keeping people that are abroad exiles, as I think they like to call themselves. Keeping them in touch with the club and being able to see live games. Yeah, and if you're a bit of a whiz with IT, I'm sure you can figure out ways in which you can also piggyback on that. Sure, you can. So moving on into Tuesday the 19th of February, and there were five games in the National League taking place, with two of those games affecting the top five as Wrexham went top of the National League, winning 2-0 away at Bournemouth, taking them to 65 points, four points above us in third place but we do have a game in hand at this point and then in the other game we were watching with interest AFC Fold beat Haven and Waterloo will 6-2 sounds like a mental match spanking they stayed in fourth place but moved just one point behind the O's on 60 points but they've played a game more but did significantly add to their goal difference of plus four yeah. uh, that sounds like a cracking game so good results there for Fold and for, for Rex I'm not so good for us no, I think if you're having a Waterlooville scoring two goals away at Fylde and not winning, that's a bit that's a bit of pill to swallow that. But anyway, moving on, that's their problem, not ours. Moving on then to, to Huey Wednesday, the 20th of February. So we've renamed um, uh, to Huey Wednesday to today. Usually it's to Huey Tuesday. Uh, because eight years ago on the 20th of February, we played Arsenal at home in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And for those who remember that day, we remember the feeling of euphoria when um, to Jonathan Tahue outclassed the Premier League defence I mean that is still possibly some of the greatest yeah. footwork I've seen <laughs> um, he outclassed the Premier League defence to score in the uh, the equalising goal in the 88th minute um, so after you've listened to this episode just go and do a quick Google search Orient v Arsenal FA Cup and check out the footage it's a, it's a couple of minutes long it's just worth it the hairs on the back of your neck yeah. it was just it was just a great goal great 88th minute that is the magic of the FA Cup absolutely hopefully hopefully one day that magic returns to Brisbane Road yes absolutely so, so Thursday the 21st of February quiet day at the club with no news to report uh, no news is not bad news. Uh, Mon- Mooney Friday, then the 22nd of February, the club announced that young O Rural Satoru has joined National League South team Hampton and Richmond Borough on loan for a month. And we wish Rural all the best in his loan spell. Yeah, and the Dream Team released episode four of the late night documentary for the love of the game with this episode titled From Premier League to Non-League, which focused on Joby McEnough and Justin Edinburgh. The Dream Team done some great work this season. Massive. Continue to do so. Great episode. Well worth a watch if you've not already done so. So well done to everyone at Dream Team and the club for, for driving that relationship and that programme forward. Yeah, and Andy Taylor for persevering with it and finding these angles, really. Yeah. Um, so then moving on then to Saturday the 23rd of February. Uh, it's yesterday as we record this uh, on Sunday. So the youth team were in action. Unfortunately, they lost 2-0 uh, at home to Barnet. That's our under-18, so unlucky to them. But then the main event... Uh, with Brackley Town away in the FA Trophy quarter-final. Yeah, so before the match, we ran a Twitter poll to see how you thought the O's would get on. And after 393 votes in 24 hours, you voted as follows. So 60% of you went for the Orient win, with 16% thinking it would be a draw, and 24% thinking that Orient would lose. There's so a, a lot, lot of cynical people out there. Well, well, so remember last that? week, it was 90% said Orient would win against Maidenhead. So yeah. a few people kind of... Hedged their bets a bit, haven't they? So it's like literally 90 people. Yeah. 
have thought that. Okay, so thank you to everybody who took the time uh, to vote. We put that out on a Thursday, Thursday evening, uh, Thursday evening. so uh, that goes out on Twitter. So if you want to, uh, just a bit of fun, um, keep an eye out for that. So the team lined up with Dean Brewer in goal. We had Judd, Epiteta, Happy and Lingers, the back four, with McEnough, Gorman, Clay and Brophy across the middle. Bond and Simpson were the two strike force. Uh, substitutes uh, were Sam Sargent, Josh Coulson, Charlie Lee, JMD and Matt Harold. Yeah, so a few changes to the squad as Miles Judd comes in at uh, right back because Joe Woodison missed out as does Jamie Turley. Dal Gorman started ahead of Charlie Lee who was on the bench while Jay Simpson got a nod ahead of Matt Harold and James Allaby. And a welcome back to the starting eleven for Marvin Pateta and to Josh Colson, who returned on the bench. And for me, a much stronger starting eleven uh, than I expected, to be honest. On paper, I think that team gives most National League sides a game. So, obviously, Brackley Town are one of the divisions below us. So, on seeing that side, was more than happy. Worth mentioning, obviously, Sam Link, who normally plays at right back, was left back for this. Yeah. And James Brophy, who's been playing on the right wing, was actually playing on the left wing with McEnough on the right so obviously that lots pressure? of criticism last week yeah. uh, on social media and obviously the pod, lots of questions to Ross about Brophy I don't think I don't know it had any impact? no idea I don't think so but you know Justin probably wasn't as happy as most fans with the performance so switched it up so fair play to him yeah absolutely for me good to see Marvin back in the squad but I hope he hasn't been rushed back Bench is strong with good attacking options and for me Gorman needs to have the best game of his life as I think he's got a lot of unfulfilled promise. Um, he came off the back of obviously us not signing Ebu but us signing a better footballer. Um, a guy who can sort of pass the ball and find that, you know, pick that pass out. So yeah, a lot a lot of him, uh, a lot for him to do for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure probably a lot of other fans feel the same but... Cool, okay, yeah. so as we're our views, quite a lot of reaction to the team on our social media accounts. We'll start off with Billy Herring 3 says, I would have started Harold and JMD over Bond and McEnough, so yeah. Billy wanting to go with a, a lesser team to focus purely on the National League. I'd have been inclined to have given Bond and McEnough a rest, I think, I think Billy's made a good point there. Nick underscore Clark 99 said, I think after last week's disaster, Justin thought it'd be best that they redeem themselves. Yeah, good point. Gorillas 1985 says, I thought Dayton was supposed to be fit for today's game, so Not yet. obviously he wasn't fit enough. We'll see what happens this week with Mr Dayton. Yeah, Mark Shepherd underscore 79 says, spot on in terms of strength. Well done, Justin. Last chance for Ling until a change is due, I feel. Vital 90 minutes together for Maka and Simo. Surprised Turley isn't involved at all but let's get back to winning ways yeah Orient 1881 says I think we need to get back to winning ways so I can see why Justin has picked a strong team confidence is key plus a trip to Wembley is that bit closer pleased to see a strong side Matty LOFC Evans says lovely to see us taking the trophy seriously now at the end stages with the lineup selected Bon and Simo have another game to forge a partnership and hopefully fire us into the semis yeah. good point about Bond and Simpson yeah. give them another game get, build up that relationship see how they go yeah because I think Simpson with his movement will probably fill some of the void that Corona's left because absolutely, of his yeah. movement absolutely yeah Blue Bear 84 says great to see Happy still in there the boy deserves his place we need to see more from Ling today even though it's a trophy game I feel we need to get back, get back to winning ways to show the league we are no bottle jobs so yeah. thanks to all those views that came into our Outlook prior to the game 
So the match kicked off with a semi-final place in the FA Trophy up for grabs as the O's were looking to knock out the defending FA Trophy holders. That's Brackley Town on a sunny day. A very sunny day, actually, all yeah, over the UK, nice. I think. Uh, and it was packed out ground. Uh, the first 10 minutes, no real chances to talk about. But in the 11th minute, we saw the first effort on goal as Matt Rowe's shot was easily saved by Dean Brill. Yeah, just two minutes later, James Armson flicked the ball past two O's defenders and suddenly he was in one-on-one with Dean Brill. So ran up to Brill. Brussels up strong, makes himself big and saved Armstrong's shot with his body done well there. Ball rebounds to just outside the box where Dal Goldman brings down a Brackley player because he's a free kick and gets booked to his travels. That guy has run from the halfway line. Well, he just nipped it past two players and he was in. On the halfway line and he's gone. So fair play to him. I mean, they're obviously, you know, they're on a run from what I understand. Pretty good run of form. Very good run of form. Um, they're, what, fourth or fifth in their league, which is just one below us. So it wasn't going to be as easy a game as what people might think. Yeah, they started. They definitely uh, started the better, more on top than us. And one yeah. lucky not to be one up. Another good save from Brill there, as he has done this season. And from the result of free kick, uh, Walker took it. And again, good free kick going in. And Brill strong hands to palm it away. Yeah. But you know, we talk about trying to get out the blocks fast and to put pressure on the away teams. But again, we've kind of just backed off and not done much in the first fifteen minutes. And even really though Bradley Town are a good team. They're still the division below and we still go into this as favourites and we seem more like the underdogs at this point in the game. But I can't remember a game of this year, and I'm sure someone will stand I'll stand corrected, but where we've really come out the blocks in the first half, really taken it to a team, taken the lead and then well maybe one game, but but out of the dozen dozen or so games that we've played, we've never really started the first half. It's always taken a you know, I'm thinking I can't wait to get in at half time so he can rollick him get them out second half and we're being a second half team. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just not how... You, it's not, no, you can't have the same intensity from minute one to minute 90. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate that. But we're not starting these games off like we should be starting the games off. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what's wrong and I don't know how you fix that, but... We'll see. I'm not the manager. Um, for me, Brackley should have been ahead here, but thanks to excellent uh, goalkeeping by, by Dean Brew has kept us in the game. On the 18th minute, though, Joby McEnough crosses knocked down to Macaulay Bond, who shoots well over the bar. And I might be a bit harsh for thinking this, but I thought an informed Bond would get that on target. Yeah, possibly. I mean, you might have had the sun. The only thing I can think of is the sun. There was the kicking towards the sun at that right. end. But, you know, I think Bond probably be disappointed with the effort yeah. himself. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be there for Bond. 24th minute... It was coming, Brackley took the lead and they went one or ahead as Lowe kept the ball in play on the left. Uh, a long ball over the top, so Lowe got on the end of it, beat Sam Link maybe a bit too easily. And obviously Sam Link's been criticised, could Link have done better there? He gets beaten for pace, you know, strength and that muscle. Walker brings it into a great angle, squares it across goal foot on Love, who's just waiting at the back post. And suddenly we're one nil down after 24 minutes and not done anything and now having to fight back to get anything from the game. They're massively on the front foot here. Um, the ball comes long. Uh, Ling is watching it and he knows he's got a man over his shoulder. He's following it. Um, the highlights are on YouTube now, so you know, having watched them back. And I thought he he gets to the ball first, but he's had his pocket picked and he was didn't you, maybe he was trying to because the the camera angle shows the post for the scaffolding yeah. in the way, so you can't really see the moment he gets his pocket picked or picked. All you see is their guy running past him and leaving Sam in his dust. I mean. I don't know what exactly is going on here, but 
you've gathered your pocket pick near the corner and, and they've, they've scored a goal from it. Now, you might argue that actually maybe we should have defended better and Leon Love shouldn't have been at the back post being able to tap in. But the point of the fact is is that it should have been stopped from source, you, in my opinion. Marvin just misses the ball and it gets put across goal. Marvin is inches away from cutting the ball out, but good cross, fractions of inches. Easy finish, but I think yeah. Sam would probably be disappointed uh, from himself there. But it does seem to be the one being criticised more than ever. And I think we've got a few tweets... Uh, after the match alluding to come some of that criticism yeah. which obviously we'll come back to 28 minutes on the clock then it should be 2-0 as Gareth Dean uh, the uh, Brackley Town captain he- has a header from close range but Dean Brill does superbly should be to keep that out anywhere else in the goal and it's 2-0 he yep. just heads it straight at Brill yep. to be fair great reflexes from Brill yeah. but at this point you're thinking come on I always wake up but 33rd minute almost an equaliser it's probably our first real attack really worth speaking about it was a low ball from Joby McEnough came in McCauley Bond got the ball towards goal Epitessa helped it on but the ball was cleared off the line mm. it's taking 33 minutes really for our first time to register it first then. yeah it's ridiculous not much to talk about though for the next 10 minutes as we're struggling to sustain any pressure and really aren't getting any kind of passing and moving together either yeah poor really um, and you'll hear what Justin has to say about that in the post-match which Dave Victor very kindly sent us through but yeah they played out one additional minute um, and it's almost 2-0 really in that uh, as Dean Brill makes another good save from James Armisen who did well and his shot was decent but Brill was equal to push the ball away. Another good save there from Brill. Arm- Armisen just had acres of time and just kept, just we were inviting him to shoot. A decent effort but Brill done well again and the half-time whistle goes shortly after with the O's training 1-0 yeah. and Justin really needing to give the team a good talking to at half-time with the O's up against it. So we yeah. weren't there Obviously, yesterday, lots of tweets coming in from people who were at the game. So, Buchan JP says, well, the only positive is it's only 1-0. Could have easily been game over. 1-0, a very disappointing first half. Dean Brill's kept us in it. And their keeper hasn't been tested. There was no service to Bond or Simpson. I've seen the midfield criticised uh, the last couple of weeks in terms of saying we've got Bond and Simpson, who is probably two of the best strikers in the National League. But if you can't get any service to them, then there's no point in having them. Right, really exactly. Not getting spot service. on, absolutely spot on. If you and, and and people comment that you know if Bond doesn't score, we don't win. But we're not getting stuff to Bond for him, and you're noticing that he's dropping a lot deeper just to get a touch of the ball now as well, yeah. which is never a good sign that a striker's coming back into the midfield because then it leaves you short if you try and counter. Um, but LOFC Chaz said everyone apart from Bill and Marv have been awful Juggling and Happy have all been a disgrace can't wait to have Coulson back as he walks back into the team alongside Marv something has to change yeah. that's the first criticism of Dan Happy I've yeah. ever heard very critical yeah. so LOFC Chaz let us know why you thought that about Happy maybe interesting Rishi J Bourne again pointed to Simpson and Bond by saying Simpson and Bond feeding on scraps the supply is just not there the midfield is offering nothing there so interesting tweets the attendance was announced mm. at 1563 and mm. I think you made a point that saying the home gate is normally around 450-ish so big big crowd a large amount of travelling fans I think it was 654 although I might be wrong um, or in fans. fans so I reckon more than well that. done I often that that was the highest away attendance you could have in there because it was sold out I wasn't you couldn't right. rock up on there Right, day, so a ticket or ticket, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so well done to those travelling mm-hmm. O fans who made that journey to Brackley Town. Absolutely. Second half kicked off with no subs for the O's, and in the 49th minute, Joby McEnough plays the ball to Macaulay Bond in the box, but he heads over the bar. Yeah, 55th minute, the O's have to make their first change of the game. Marmalek Pateta comes off following a nosebleed after a clash with a Brackley player, 
and on comes massive forehead man Josh Paulson for his first appearance since his injury uh, yeah. at the back end of last year. I thought that was a bit of an odd substitution, um, but it turns out Marv actually has broken his nose. Yeah, that's might nice. have to have an operation. Yeah, so obviously we wish Marv better. Yeah, God, has Paul, luck. Paulson's probably getting a more probably more game time than what Justin would have liked him to. Obviously coming on a bit earlier, but thirty-five minutes. Good of to game. see Josh coming back. Yeah, obviously but, we know what Josh can offer and what a good defender he is yeah and uh, you know like Justin was saying his post, I'm probably giving the whole thing away now but you know he brings a certain level of experience Absolutely. and calmness to it yeah. all um, so yeah 57 minutes on the clock Dal Gorman shoots wide from 20 yards and it's the second sub for the O's as Jordan Maguire Drew comes on for Miles Judd yeah 63rd minute Brackley won a free kick just outside the O's box the free kick is blocked by the wall but the ball comes back in over the top and Amazon Again, in a good position for volleys wide from close range. 65 minutes on the clock, and it's the final sub for the O's as Matt Harold comes on for Dale Gorman. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Gorman's been second choice, or third third choice. Um, so to be subbed after the hour mark shows he obviously didn't have a particularly good game. But also kudos to Justin for making the changes early and yeah. not leaving it till the 80th minute to try and have some sort of impact and effect. I'm, I, I, I'm, it... it I'm really at odds with people that leave it so late and give a player five or ten minutes to cha- try and change a game. Like you need to settle in and bed yeah. in. Well, it's made all the subs by 25 minutes left, and we noticed. Well, I noticed this from Pandemonium on Facebook uh, when he was summing up the game. He says now the O's are playing with Brophy at left back, yeah, Link right back, McEnough in the middle playing a four-three-three stroke four-two-four type formation with JMD playing very wide on the right. So obviously more attacking. And obviously Justin didn't want the replay, as nobody wanted the replay really. Didn't no. want another fixture. So Justin knowing that one goal isn't really Should enough. Have just settled it for the day then. We needed two goals really. Um, but let's see how that affected him. So 68th minute, yeah. JMD picked the ball up on the right hand side, won the ball, runs into the box, gets taken down, and the referee points straight to the spot. For me, pretty obvious penalty. But yeah. well done, JMD. All his own doing. Literally tackles his man on the right hand side, not makes his defender, yeah. charges into the box, gets walked down. That's a good sign of a player high in confidence making things happen all yeah. himself and that's what we need to see more of absolutely Brophy Brophy really anyone really on good. the wing needs to be having that sort of impact so well done JMD but up step McCauley Bond uh, as our standard penalty taker yeah. uh, he shot to the right uh, to the far his right the, so the keeper's far left uh, but Lewis guessed correctly and palms the ball away for a corner and the chance to bring the game level evaporates yeah so we differ for the penalty yeah, so normally I'm, sure I'm like hit the target and it's fair enough but when you watch it from the normal TV angle it looks like a good penalty but when you see it from behind the goal it's really central so all the keeper's done is move a little bit and it's a good height for the keeper it was watch, watch it from height. behind the goal you see okay. it completely differently okay like is that on a Facebook group yeah and loads of quite a few people tweeted it right um but, you know, like I say, and I've always said, it hit the target, and I can't really have a go in one as long as they hit the target, but too close to the keeper there for Maka. And that's the way it's been yeah. going for Maka last couple of weeks. Yeah. When they go in for you, they go in. And when they don't, they don't. If the keeper dives the other way, he scores, and I'm saying what a ledge Maka is. If he does an Eden Hazard from the uh, yeah. from the Chelsea penalty spot tonight, that would have been too cheeky. Yeah, but from the angle I've seen it, I disagree that that's not a good penalty. I just think the keeper did very, very well. I thought I thought it was quite a good penalty, but I'll have to see the other 
the other foot I've been out all day today so I've not had a chance to, to check any of that stuff out so at this point 20 minutes left we're a goal down we've just missed a penalty easy heads to go down but 70th minute from the resulting corner JMD again who was really having a great impact on the game gets the yeah. ball on the right drives into the box and his shot it's well saved by the legs of Lewis and Brackley cleared the danger good effort yeah, good effort, effort from him uh, 74 minutes on the clock and the equalising goal comes uh, as Matt Harold the ginger Messi as you've dubbed oh, him mate. tapped home from a James Brophy cross um, on the left that is. on the left hand side and it's one all. we're back in the game good from Brophy well we talked about JMD going on having that impact that's what we need to see more Brophy doing attacking yes. the defenders getting in great delivery into the box and the cross is basically with hard work Harold's there with the easy tapping Tap yeah. but great to see I think it was coming after the missed penalty after JMD's injury well done Brophy more of that please at this point exactly game on it's another penalty appeal for the O's in the 76th minute as Craig Clay is brought down in the box but the referee waves play on looked a stonewaller although yet to see it right back yet, yet to see it yeah. I haven't seen that but the referee's bottled it and he wasn't going to give two penalties in the game to the bigger club was he unlikely Unlikely, but at this point, or aren't really going for it. Brackley obviously tiring, and we've got the, the at this level it the doesn't bit between our teeth. So ten minutes left, 80th minute. JMD finds Joe Simpson on the edge of the box, and his effort is over the bar. I mean, I love Joe Simpson, but we've not really spoken about him too much in the two games that he's played in terms no. of goal scoring chances. So he's not been Joe disappointed. Yeah, not been given the service, and he's the kind of guy that. He's that fox in the box. Put it around the penalty spot of the six-yard box and Jay Simpson will be there. But again, at this point, it's all going through JMD. Every attack we're speaking about is JMD, JMD, JMD. Great to see. 83 minutes on the clock then and Orient took the lead as Jordan Maguire drew the aforementioned impact player. His corner is headed in at the back post by young Dan Happy. That's his first goal um, yeah. uh, for Orient, so couldn't have been a more crucial, more important goal. Uh, and the O's are 2-1 up with uh, seven minutes left to go. Good header, great corner from JMD, the ones that Very brings good. out a keeper to try and get. Keeper gets nowhere near it, easy header for Dan. You can see the emotion of Dan's face from the camera angles that the club put out on that tweet. Yeah, Really good, really yeah. means a lot to Dan to score. Proud, proud of him. I think their keeper will be disappointed, but good header from Dan, great corner from JMD, 2-1 up. They'll be more disappointed, Brackley, that they didn't take their chances in the first half, that one-on-one yeah. and the other bit. So, not much to talk about for the next few minutes, though. The full 90 minutes are played and the referee awarded six minutes of added time. Yeah, 94th minute, we almost made it 3-1 as JMD again runs through on goal, got through one-on-one, rounded the keeper, takes his time. It's almost like he was trying to walk the ball in to a certain extent at points, but couldn't get his shot away. Uh, and the chance was suddenly gone. If you mean if you just passes it, squares it. One, if you pass it back players, to Simpson and puts it across, someone's yeah. got a goal. Someone's got a goal out of that. He did all the hard work. Yeah. I think he was probably quite surprised that he ended up with the ball probably. where he did and he probably didn't know to gather his thoughts. He didn't have enough time. The full-time whistle went though shortly after that and Joby McEnough got the team together for a huddle and the O's knocked out the defending FA Trophy holders, Brackley Town, as we progressed to the semi-finals of this cup competition yeah so obviously we won at the game yesterday but David was he had the privilege of speaking post-match to Justin Edinburgh and here's what Justin had to say yesterday post Brackley Town well, Justin thanks for joining us congratulations you've worked hard for that victory yeah we were we were fortunate to still be in the game at half time uh, I have to say and I won't be behind that was probably the worst performance in any 45 that since I've been manager uh, and said that half time the only positive to come out of it that we was only 1-0 down and, and still in the game credit to the players respond second half and um, 
you know, thoroughly went, deserved to go on and win the game. The substitutes had the impact you would have wanted. Yeah, but, you know, we can't keep, or say keep, but you don't want to be putting subs on because you're looking for a reaction. You know, we're, we're, we're in a very good position in the league. We're in a quarterfinal of a cup and you shouldn't be looking for reactions in games like that at half-time. Uh, but obviously, you know, when you do make changes, you know, we didn't perhaps get the reactions last week that we did in the maiden head game, but we certainly got them today. And talking about the maidenhead game, you would have expected a, a bigger reaction from that defeat this afternoon in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, which disappoint me even more um, to question the players at half time after, you know, the disappointing second half last week. Um, but. You know what we are we're in a we're in a position we haven't been before since we come together as a group where you know we're on, we're on a bit of a not so much a, a bad spot but an inconsistent one you know we've been very very consistent over the period of time we've come together um so questions have been asked but you know what i said is that they, they found the answer second half wait a long time to see marvin Epiteta. it's a broken nose i understand this yeah, time yeah fractured nose um so is it serious well i i, I I think we'll have to assess it. May need an operation, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if he'd be fit for next week. But um, yeah, it, looked, it didn't look in a good condition. I'd say that. Matt Howells, we're talking about impact. He really did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, he gave us a different dimension, different emphasis. Um, certainly unsettled their back line. And, um, you know, on a difficult pitch, I think it made it easier for us to, to get the ball into good areas and get people off him. And uh, he certainly him and Jordan Maguire-Drew made a you know, really good impact. Yes, because it was Jordan Maguire-Drew that set up the penalty. I don't think Macaulay Bonds missed one before for the O's. No, he hasn't. And they're difficult scenarios. There's another one that we're talking about. You know, when you see Macaulay step up, you expect... And, you, and, you, and you're confident they dispatch it. And I think that's where we are as a group at the moment. Things aren't quite going for us. Things aren't as we expect. But, you know, I think what we found in there is that, you know, when, when, when I've asked and posed questions about them, they've, they've, they've found answers. So many games coming up in March. You didn't want a replay and Dan Happy ensured that you didn't have a replay. No, we, we certainly didn't. Um, and obviously we were delighted to, uh, to see Dan, you know, pop up with a very good header off a, another good set piece um, so yeah no we, we obviously you know we we could have well been out of it first half and you know a replay would have been probably what we would have took at half time but you know to not have to go through that and get through to the next round is, is excellent. Bond and Simpson as a partnership there are some supporters that say they're too similar <laughs> that's opinions Dave that's um, I, I don't need to answer that what about when Matt Howard, he tempted to go three up top next week at uh, Haven and Waterlooville? Um, I think you've always got to look at things, how games ended. Um, but, you know, the game's open, perhaps had nothing to lose then. So we'll assess it, we'll look back at it and, and, and see where we go for next week. As you say, it's not just late night, they're inconsistent. Have you seen the other scores in the National League today? No, I haven't. Um, you know, I haven't had a chance to catch my breath, um, but... You know, I, I'm sure that I'll find out. I, I guess listen, at this time of the season, you know, it's it's um, games become more intense. You know, points are more precious, and, and I'm sure there's going to be some twists and turns. And I'm, I'm sure as in today's scorelines, Josh Cromer was here. He's going to be training soon. He's back training. Yeah, he's been training. Um, you know, we're hopeful that he'll come into contention for next week. Dayton. Yeah, Dayton's there, but, you know, he's been out a little longer period. You know, obviously, it was good to see Josh Colson get minutes as well today. So, you know, we're nearing to, to getting that full, full strength squad now. He seemed to calm things down at the back. Of course. You know, we, we never, 
you know, he's uh, he's assured, he knows the level, he knows what's required. Um, so, yeah, no, he, he was a big positive for us today. And finally, we always um, end with the supporters. Again, they travelled in numbers. Yeah, no, I think, you know, they were disappointed first half, rightly so. But, you know, we've, we've, we've managed to, to get ourselves over the line today. Thanks, Justin. So that was Justin Ebra speaking to Dave Victor. Quite honestly uh, as well. Break. I thought it was really good. The first time I've heard that interview, I thought Dave asked him some quality questions as normal. And, you know, Justin sees the frustrations with the first half performance and answered all the questions as well. So massive thank you there to Dave for sending on that interview. So that win means the O's are in the semi-finals of the FA Trophy along with Fylde who beat Barnett on penalties, AFC Telford who beat Solihull Moors 2-1 and we'll be joined with either Stockport or Maidstone, who drew one all, and will replay on Tuesday evening. Yeah, absolutely. In the National League, though, top of the table, Wrexham were in action and snatched a one all draw away to Gateshead with a last-minute equaliser, meaning they're now five points ahead of us. Uh, they've got 66 points, but have played two games more. The only other team in the top five to play was Salford, and their abysmal run... Uh, we are pleased to say continued as they were beaten 2-0 at home to Eastleigh who moved above them uh, up to 5th with a double from XO Paul McCann. Yeah, Eastleigh yeah. are coming out of nowhere. They so they're Salford in our 6th, Eastleigh are 5th. So I think there might be a con- few latecomers. I think it's the continuity of the fact that Hess and Tyler left and his number 2 took over and he continued what Hess was doing anyway yeah. or, or was doing his own thing. So not surprised by that but... We haven't yeah. talked about it much, but yeah. So good, good, good results for yeah. us there in the National Thanks League. Paul so your views in on yesterday's performance, Mr. Levy. Well, for me, when I saw, you know, heard the, uh, sorry, heard the full-time whistle go, it was a huge exhale of breath from me uh, at that point. We do make it hard for ourselves, don't we? Uh, a game of two contrasting halves, really, with a key man in each half. Dean Brill was the man of the first half with some fantastic saves and the introduction of Jordan uh, Maguire during the second half really gave us the impetus and oomph that we'd been lacking. Didn't really see or, or hear much of Gorman. Uh, Brophy had another poor game apart from his uh, assist, really. I don't think he, he did too much. Um, and it was a good penalty save by the Brackley keeper to deny Bond. But when that happened, uh, I did think it wasn't going to be yeah. our day today. Uh, my heart did sink a bit there. But I'm sure Justin and the team won't be happy with some of the performances from some of the players and I hope this is addressed and nipped in the bud because we can't afford for our dip or as Justin said our inconsistent period to carry on especially with the fixtures coming thick and fast now to the end of the season yeah. good points for me a good win after the poor first half and we are into the semi-finals mm. you know, I have to say Dean Brill like you said in the first half keeps in it I think if it was 2-0 or 3-0 to Brackley it wouldn't have been undeserved yeah like at all, but we hung in there. Justin made his subs early. Like I said all three Good. subs on yeah. with twenty five minutes still to play and very attacking and it paid dividends, you know. After Mac and Mrs. penalty, the heads could have easily gone down if he yeah. just said it's not gonna happen. But fair play, they kept going. Deservedly equalised through the much criticised Matt Harold. So good to see Matt Harold. Yeah, you know, and a few of his critics and then won the game through a Danny Happy header. And you know, it was just Happy's getting a lot of plaudits after this game and he deserves it. It's been fantastic since he's come in. Thought JMD had his best game for him by a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he just terrified Brackley as soon as he was on the pitch. They just couldn't handle him. Their left back couldn't handle him. Their left centre mid was was on him as well. We were just going past him like they weren't even there. Uh, so all in all, a great day. Bring on yeah. the semi-finals and two games now away from Wembley. So we'll see what happens. After the match, Matt Porter didn't tweet us, but he did tweet by and said, strength in depth will be so important over the last two months of the season with 13 league games and hopefully three cup games still to play. So it's good to see different players making such good impacts from the bench. 
and there are plenty more twists and turns to come. Hold your nerve. And that's basically what he said on the podcast two weeks ago. Exactly what he said on the podcast two weeks ago. And he took his son, Henry, uh, as well to watch that. So, you know, kudos to Matt for uh, for taking him to an, uh, you know, to, to an away game uh, like that. It could have been such a different uh, end to that. But we, all, we, we got a huge amount of feedback after that match. So thank you to everybody uh, who sent their views uh, into our social media accounts. And again, we do try and read out as many as we can. But just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. And we start this week with Wadsey, who said, great result, which, together with Salford losing again and Wrexham only grabbing a point in the league, will hopefully do wonders for the team's confidence. Yeah, East and Dave's good to get the hard-laboured win, but fixture congestion could be a big problem for us now in the last few weeks of the season. So they do come thick and fast. I think there's a tweet later on which tells us what games are going to have to be cancelled and replayed uh, on a Tuesday night, in effect. But... Yeah, fixtures are going to come up thick and fast now, which could be a negative, but also a positive. I think the worst one is Barrow, isn't it? Going all that way on a Tuesday. I mean, obviously the players will stay over, uh, I would imagine. Uh, El Coado said, through to the semi-final of a cup competition and Wrexham only picked up a point. I'd say that was a good Saturday. People can argue the toss over the performance, but my opinion is, as long as you're in the hat for the next round, it's job done. Yeah, completely agree with that. Alan Reeves too. It's hopefully the turning point after a difficult period. Luckily, nobody has got away from us and we can kick on and go for the double trophy semi-final dates in 16th, which is Bromley away. So that will obviously get postponed to a Tuesday night and 23rd, which was supposed to be Eastley at home. So those are the two games that will be moved. Possible fixture pile up, but got to be happy with that. It means we are almost successful. Yeah, and I, I, I take his point as well um, about... You know, the performance it's not about the performance in a cup game, it's about just getting through, just going back to the previous tweet. Yeah, but actually, it forms part of a bigger picture that our run, our form at the moment isn't that great, which is why I think it bothering people more than it should, probably would do if we weren't in a bit of a funk. I'd rather have a game like that and win 2 1 and play well in the first half and one second and lose 1 0. Mm. It's a no-brainer. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Janine Edelman's uh, copied us in a tweet that she said to JMD97 underscore Jordan Maguire-Drew, said, finally doing today what he said he would do in his welcome interview with the club, going down the wing and going round players. Well done, Jordan. And Super Josh Coulson was class. So calm. All three today uh, oh, sorry, all three today were our super subs and without them, we'd be out this competition. Yeah, good point there from Janine. At Boats, he says, cup, what, cup wins are cup wins. Not bothered at all about performance. It's all about the result and getting back to winning ways. Hashtag winning breeds confidence. Fair point. Yeah. CM Oriental said, give Justin credit as he made the changes which both turned turn the game. Listening on the radio up to that point was painful, but we progress and you can't argue with that. Onwards and upwards yeah, we go. Absolutely. Dave M1812 says, once again, Justin's game changes work sounds like another poor display but it is the cup and we won also not too much damage in the league so not a bad day overall now let's turn it on from Saturday yeah Paul Stokes 39 said Ling was appalling easily one of the worst performances I've seen for a long time Judd was not much better we might as well have played a brick wall up front instead of Simpson for the balls uh, for the balls just bounced off him but we won and Maguire Drew and Harold were excellent so Paul Stokes not a happy not man. at all a gingery ID 8-1 says Coulson was calm at the back and it helped when he came on Jordan Maguire Drew terrorised them when he came on Harold were 90% in the air and done what he was supposed to do. Not great viewing, 
but much needed win and the semi-finals now to look forward to. Yeah, nice one. Thanks, Mark, uh, for tweeting us and I hope your dad enjoyed his birthday present. At Pandemodium1881 said the first half was forgettable and in fact 15 to 20 minutes of the second half one forced and two tactical changes made a real difference as we gradually got a grip of the football in the game playing uh, clever playing clever possession stuff in the attacking middle and final third. Tired legs in the oppo ranks gave us the chance to carve out chances and hem Brackley in, winning first and second balls also being more positive, aggressive and confident. Another win in a cup that some didn't want a run in and opens the very real chance of a trophy at the National Stadium and a win we can build on. Yeah, good tweet. Bit it of a lengthy, uh, it's a couple of tweets. That's one too, yeah. yeah. Elvis Memphis, as I've noticed, we have had things go for us many more times, which has been lucky as in results, but it won't keep happening. So all the players need to step up and not throw the season away. We can do this. Yeah, Vince Howard, 73, said, if it wasn't for Brill, Brackley would have been out of sight at half-time. Decision to play such an inexperienced back four almost cost us the game. But well done on Justin for throwing bodies forward and the boys for sticking with it and getting the result. Yeah, Leighton underscore Ears says, can someone explain to me how shouting abuse at a young player, struggling for form and confidence and also at position, does any good at all for the team? At a distance of only 10 yards away as well. Don't get it. So yeah, that was assuming that's talking about Sam Lee. I'd assume yeah. so, yeah. Strongo said, if we win our next three games, we go back to the top of the league. Simple, ain't it? Danny Rowe off injured after 28 minutes for filed yesterday, as was their uh, Cosgrove, Dan Cosgrove, or, or whatever his name is in midfield. Uh, big blow for them if it's serious. Scored six in a week, but none without him yesterday. And as a nice starter before our hopefully trophy final on the 19th of May, we could have Super Kevin Nisby to watch in the Vars final beforehand. Yeah, his, his team are called Cray Valley PM. And they won 2 1 yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. So well done to Super Kevin. Nice tweets there from Martin. Eastside Orient tweets says postponed league matches gives more time for our long term absentees to be match fit for the rearranged games. Courses experience and calm presence has been sorely missed at the back. So talking about congestion, that could actually turn into a positive when you think that Chrome could be back for some of those games that you might have missed previously. Uh, so could Dayton, Coulson, Ick Potessa might be back from his broken nose. So you know, fixtures might be piling up, but that actually could work in a positive stance if we have our correct squad fit for them as opposed to now where we don't. So, good point there from Peter. Yeah, absolutely. So, final word this week goes to Orient Buccaneer, who said, I was more than worried the whole season was falling apart, but hopefully this result will provide some much-needed momentum. Yeah. Good point to end on. Absolutely. So, those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook on Twitter. So, let us know if you agree or disagree with any of those. Uh, you can tweet us at Orin Outlook or email us at Orin Outlook at Outlook.com. We are on Facebook at Orin Outlook Podcast. We are on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. So yeah, if you need to get in contact with us, please do. We are always here for your Absolutely. Orient support. Prediction League update then. So Matty LOFC Evans, Alan Reeves 2, Robert Locke 14, Vlatus underscore C, Leon Aresti, Strop underscore O, Gorillas 1985, Paul Skinner 88, Nino Barone 27, Pills of Doman, The Authentic Gaz, Tobias Lamptey and Spenno 011 all predicted 2-1. So you get three points. Nobody correctly predicted any uh, of the scorers. Uh, so well done to those people. 
um, who, I mean, getting the scores hard enough. Uh, so that means the prediction league table is as follows. Now with Barry Twin and Pilsa Doman joint top on 28 points, 26 points. So just behind them is Mark Shepherd underscore 79. And on 24 points jointly, Ian Mane, Rennie, John and at Leon Arresti. So thank you to everybody who's been with us the whole season sending their predictions in. We do it before, about a couple of hours before each game kicks off. So keep an eye out on Twitter. Yeah, it's getting very tight. It's very tight. League. It's very good. Barry's been caught. He's come out of nowhere and now he's been caught. Not out of nowhere anymore. He's been around for a while been now. Been a while so now, yeah. Yeah, getting very excited. Yes. And whoever wins out will be treated to a, their very own Orient Outlook podcast mug. Very, very <laughs> excited. Unless they get sold out. <laughs> so Sunday, the 24th February today, and a massive happy birthday to O's right back, Miles Judd. So we hope you had a great day, Miles. Happy birthday. Yes, and for the record, it is wrong on Wikipedia, and it is also <laughs> wrong on the club's website. Today is Miles' Mars, birthday. The Orient ladies won 2-1 away at Cambridge United in the um, in the FA Women's National League. Amber Cantwell gave Cambridge the lead in the first half stoppage time. However, Sophie Lamarchin replied instantly, leaving the teams all square at the break. Suella cardoso Queni netted Orient's winner, latching on to Egil Trez's pass and lofting the ball over the goalkeeper. That sounds like a bit of a weldy. We should call it SCQ. If we're going to do JMD, that has all to right. be SCQ. SCQ, then. yeah. Orient's next game uh, is away to Enfield Town Ladies in the Isthmian Cup semi-final, which is this Wednesday night. So thanks, Sam, for sending in that report for us. Yeah, well done, ladies, and good luck yeah, on fantastic. Wednesday evening. So let's wrap this up in 44 minutes. This is like a third of the time that the last episode was. Unbelievably so. Fantasy football updating. James Petrell leads the Orient Outlook podcast. Fantasy Football League on 1,622 points, just two points ahead of Dave Hayton in second place. It's very tight up the top. I'm in 28th on 1,495 points. Paul 72nd with 1,405 points out of 195 players. So you've got 90 points to catch me up on. Yeah. Otherwise, 10 points a week for nine weeks and I'm caught you. 10 points more than you a week. Otherwise, you're podding in your pants, young man. Yeah. Absolutely. Dream Team update then. I Rockenback leads the Outlook Podcast Dream Team League with 1,715 points. He's ahead of R. Humphreys in second place on six, uh, 1,657 points. So yeah, he's quite a bit of a lead away now because that was quite tight. It was changing yeah. over quite, quite a few times. You're in 21st place and I'm a point behind in 23rd place. Uh, out of 112 yeah. players. So that's quite a tight one. That's a harder one because you don't get points for them just playing. You only get points on their contributions. But then the it's game. all cups as well. It's all cup so it's competition. Very Champions League, yeah. FA Cup, League Carabao Cup. Cup. Yeah. yeah. So positives and negatives of the week then. Uh, I'll let you do positives because I normally do the positives. All right, well. cool. So we are through to the next uh, next round, the semi-finals of the trophy. Yeah. Uh, obviously Josh Coulson uh, returning as well. I think we can add to that Marvin returning. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, as well. Uh, Wrexham and Salford dropping points in the National League is all, obviously always a welcome positive. Yeah, so three positives there to be very happy about. Negatives. Yeah. Potato, although came back, took a knock, subbed, yeah. broken nose, may have to have an operation, I'm sure. We'll find out more news on Marvin next week, but we wish him well. Second was Macabon missing his first penalty. Yeah, Filio is a bit like what we Harsh. said. You just he steps up and you just think he's going to score, which yeah. is a great a great characteristic to have with Macabon. So I'm sure Maca will be first to uh, volunteer for taking the next one. I'm I sure that one goes in the that, back. That won't knock his confidence. No. And the last negative: some players' performances not at the level that we need him to be at, especially 
within the first half. But we got through it. We go again next week, and hopefully we come out of the blocks steaming and storming at Hamilton Waterloo. Yeah, we'll come absolutely. In a bit. So moving on then, as we come towards the end of this week's show, following the Brackley Town match, we decided to throw Hero of the Week open to your vote. So we nominated Dean Brill, Dan Happy, Matt Harold, and Jordan Maguire-Drew. And after 207 votes in 24 hours, the results were as follows. So 10%. In fourth place, vote for Matt Harold. I thought Harold might have nicked a bit got more, more than that. Yeah, it's an equaliser. People were very complimentary of Matt after the Third game. Third place, though, with 27% of the vote, was young Dan Happy. Well done, Dan Happy. I'm so happy because you're so happy. It's a Travis song, it's a very old Brit prop reference. 29% in second place. So I thought it was neck and neck with these two, between Brill and JMD, up until lunchtime. They yeah. were both neck and yeah. neck. But in second place, with 29% of the vote, was Dean Brill. So unlucky Brillo on another week he would have walked easily hero taken that. Yeah. But Hero of the Week is as you say with 34% of the vote is Jordan Maguire. Yeah, well, well, done. Done. well done to Jordan and thanks for everyone who took uh, a moment just to, to send that vote in. Yeah, so next week's fixtures in. It's just the one fixture coming up for the O's this week as we return to National League action and we are on the road down to Haven and Waterlooville on Saturday the 3rd of March. So Haven and Waterlooville currently 21st in the National League occupying the last relegation space but only just as they drew 0-0 with Halifax on Saturday and have much improved since earlier in the season when we hammered them 4-0 they've started to pick up some good good results now having a Waterloo but that'll be a tough game yeah. especially at their place tight tight little ground so if you're going have a safe journey and tweet us on the way during or after the match at Orient Outlook. Yeah, additionally, keep your ears open because on Monday the 25th of February, uh, the semi-final draw for the FA Trophy is live on TalkSport 2 from 12.15. I think the draw will probably end up being made about half past 12 by the time probably. they do all their guff and filler and stuff. So yeah. make sure you tune in or stay tuned to our social media accounts because we'll be tweeting who we get next round. Yeah, okay. So that's it. Thanks for that's joining it. us for episode 173, coming in at 48 and a half minutes. We are through to the semi-finals of the FA Trophy and now just two games down between us and a trip to Wembley Stadium. On the pitch, it was good to see Marvin Ekpateta and Josh Corson back, although we could have done without the drama of Marvin's broken nose. But Matt Harold has done himself justice with his performance and by scoring. And well done to Dan Happy on scoring his first Orient goal. So next week, we turn our attention back to the National League with a must-win game at Haven Waterlooville to keep the pressure up on Solly Hall and Wrexham. Justin has nearly a full-stroke team to choose from, but have the players who came in on Saturday given him a selection headache for next week. Yeah, exactly. We'll be back with episode 174 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. And if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher or any of the other podcast apps, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have them as soon as we upload them. We're now on Spotify, so listening to the podcast has got even easier. And uh, pass the pod on if you've got an older relative or someone who you think might be interested uh, in what's been going on at Orient, grab their phone or help them listen to it in some way, shape or form. Yeah, so we referenced them about five minutes ago, but we still have a very limited amount of mugs available, just a fiver. If you want one, give us a tweet, give us a DM. Uh, get in contact with us any which way you can we will hand deliver them to you uh, at the ground before or after any match just a fiver not many more left and as soon as we sell out we won't mention them anymore That's and right. you won't have to deal with us pleading for you to buy one of our very own special mugs we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's